What is up, guys? Dalton here. Before we hop into episode two of the Move Local podcast, I just wanted to touch base with you guys. First off, thank you for tuning in. If you listened to our first episode, we're super pumped that you got introduced to us. If you don't know who we are yet and you're tuning into this podcast for the first time, head back and check out episode one. That is where we talked about who we are, what Move Local is, what we hope to accomplish with this podcast, and much more. This episode is going to be our very first episode interview episode we're super pumped to release it but before you guys dive into that we just want to tell you where you can find us so you can find us on instagram and facebook you can search move.local to find us there as well as you can find this podcast on any podcast platform whether it be spotify or itunes Um, And then if you want to sign up for the Move Local newsletter, you can do so in the bio from our Instagram page. This is going to allow you to never miss out on an episode. It's going to allow you to get first incoming information with regards to events that we put on and as well as Move Local merchandise. Other than that, guys, we're super stoked to have you along for the ride. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you are from the Dundas area, you know this man, I'm sure, without any further conversation from me i hope you guys enjoy this episode with rich auger welcome to the move local podcast our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the dundas and hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community we will do this through having conversations around health education entrepreneurship and much more we want to be part of helping you move confident move free and move local What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast. My name is Dalton, and I'm sitting next to my two co-hosts, Don and Will. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, great. We had a, had a nice little morning on, on the trails locally, and um, how'd you guys like that? Yeah. Oh, just, just a quick, easy loop there, eh? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> let's talk about this trail run, because this I, I feel like I was roped into something that I was not, I was not prepared for. Um, I've learned my lesson now that when Don says, let's go for a 5K trail run, it's not really just on a flat trail. We're climbing mountains out here in Dundas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just getting some exposure to some of the beautiful trails we got, right? Yeah, I mean, it defines move local pretty well. You know, we mm-hmm. moved local. This is new for me, obviously, being to the, new to the area. So you guys, uh, baptism by fire, I would say. And then we have, like, our, our guest today is you know, knows the trails better than anyone. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll bring them in. So this is our first interview um, of the Moo Local Podcast. We're super stoked. So on today's episode, we have Rich Auger. Is that how you pronounce it? Auger, OJ. Depends if you want to be French or not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Auger's good. Awesome. Um, obviously, Rich is local to, to Dundas. He lives here. Um, he has... He owns two businesses, one being Dundas Valley Trail Co. Um, I know he's big into um, the trails as well on the mountain bikes and also doing a lot of graphic design, which is how we met Rich. Um, He did all of our branding for the Movement Physio and Performance and for our podcast, Move Local, and our other podcast, BT Coffee Cast. So we're super pumped to sit down and talk to him. Um, Rich, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me and welcome to Dundas. I'm glad you got to uh, see the peak. Yeah. Uh, I, to my understanding, maybe you didn't get to go and stand and sit on the edge in the middle of a run. You don't want to ruin the workout, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you got to experience that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Um, why don't we kick it off? Why don't you just do like a, a brief little intro into, into who you are, um, maybe how you came to Dundas, 
um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am born and raised in Hamilton, just on the other side of Coots Paradise from Dundas, although I guess Dundas is Hamilton now. Um, and yeah, I just grew up, uh, you know, spending all my time in the woods with my friends. It's a great place to live. You're just surrounded by the outdoors and I uh, did what a lot of people do and uh, left for Toronto for work as I got older and when it came time to figure out uh, where I wanted to sort of spend the rest of my life or maybe the rest of my life uh, I had to move back to Dundas and Hamilton and just be surrounded by trees trails and really it's just one big backyard to play in um, so yeah I don't think I'm leaving again anytime soon <laughs> was the uh, mountain biking always something that you did or is that something that you kind of yeah, I think as a kid, you know, the bike is your mode of transportation. It's, it's how you hang out with your friends, how you get to your friend's place. Um, we rode on trails, but it, I wouldn't really refer to it as mountain biking. It wasn't until I moved to Toronto and worked with some real mountain bikers that I really picked it up as a sport as opposed to uh, just something you did. And uh, when it came time to figure out where we wanted to go when we decided to leave Toronto, we wanted somewhere where we had the trails that we can ride on in our backyard as opposed to throwing the bikes on the car and driving for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, no point living in Toronto if you're leaving it every weekend. Yeah, that's totally true. Now, I remember doing the same thing when I was a kid, just in Stony Creek, just like biking everywhere. But I haven't done much mountain biking myself. But you're, you're getting back on your bike though. You, that's right. You've got your Jake the Snake. Yeah. <laughs> My Kona, yeah. Jake the Snake, gets me around. Is that the next outing for the three of you? Out on the trails on the bike? Leave the running shoes oh behind? Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be, that'd be amazing. i got to get a bike first, but I would be down for that. It's hilly. That's the one thing people always say when they come to Dundas, no matter how experienced they are. Because in Ontario, you're not used to hills. But once you hit the valley, and it's just hill after hill after hill, uh, yeah, you'll feel it. But it's not as technical as the run you guys went on. So yeah, I think it'll true. be good. <laughs> Um, something I wanted to ask you, like, well, let's transition actually into like Dundas Valley Trail Co. and like the brand that you're building. Like, I'm just curious, like, obviously just sitting here and just hearing you talk about like being out in the woods and growing up in that environment, obviously that kind of embodies who you are. Is that what led you into like developing the brand um, that you do have? And maybe you can just speak on that a bit. Yeah, for sure. The Dundas Valley Trail Co. was born from the perfect line, which is the other business I have that celebrates local mountain bike uh, trails. Um, that was something I started after traveling out west. You know, there was a trail called Half Nelson in Squamish. It was the most famous uh, mountain bike trail at the time. It had just opened. We happened to be there. Went, rode the trail, rolled into a local bike shop, said, hey, do you have any Half Nelson t-shirts? And they looked at me like I was crazy, like, no, sorry, we don't. And, uh, you know, I was taken back by that. So when we came home and I started to pay attention to the names of the trails that we had here, you know, all the ideas started to percolate and whatnot. And then finally I pulled the trigger and started doing some t-shirts just for myself, stuff that I wanted in my wardrobe. Friends dug them. Uh, and then people I didn't know were interested in them. So it sort of grew organically. Uh, within the perfect line, you know, moving to Dundas, there I did a Dundas Valley t-shirt, which wasn't really mountain bike oriented, a Sydenham, which isn't trail oriented, <laughs> but just local t-shirts. And then I eventually did a Coots Paradise one, which is where I grew up riding my bike. Um, but then someone from the RBG reached out to me, uh, Royal Botanical Gardens, to remind me that there is no mountain biking uh, allowed in Coots right. Paradise. <laughs> and... You know, I went to the whole spiel. Yeah, I know, you know, we don't ride there, but I grew up here sort of paying homage to my upbringing where I rode my bike, but I get it. And that sort of took an, uh, an idea that I already had to do a spinoff brand 
and that's what pushed me over the edge. So some of those local shirts spun off into a new brand, which was Dundas Valley Trail Co. So while it's not mountain bike specific, it's still very much about the outdoors. I'm, uh, yes, there's great architecture and history in Dundas, but I'm about the outdoor experiences. I don't necessarily know every species of tree, bird, or whatnot, um, but I remember just what the outdoors in those times I spend in them mean to me and what they mean to others. And that's really what I am trying to capture with the brand. And I think we're going on about seven or eight months now with the brand. And uh, yeah, people seem to be digging it. I love walking down the street and seeing people in the t-shirts, you know, on any given day I could see five or six and it's just humbling and it's just an amazing feeling that people are really digging what you put out there and share the same values and whatnot. So yeah, it's about celebrating the outdoors. Yeah, I think you I think you touched on something there about like sharing sharing the values and sharing the value of, you know, how important the outdoors is to, to people in this area. You know, it's it's one thing that I that I that I didn't realize about Hamilton prior to moving here a decade ago was was, was how um, active a population um, it, it was here in, you know, Dundas Hamilton area. And so yeah, I think I think, you know, without knowing it, I think you really hit on something that was um, desired. Yeah, I hope so. I think to me, when I look at, you know, where, we, where Dundas sits within the escarpment, like the escarpment wraps around Dundas. And my guess would be not too many people move here if they're not into the outdoors. You know, we're not a Boulder, Colorado or anything like that just due to scale. But uh, I think you come here for the outdoors. So my assumption is the majority of people who live here sort of share, sorry, sort of share those values and and um, the appreciation for the, the wildlife and the forest and, and everything. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think people are connecting with it. I mean, that's sort of how I met you guys, is mm-hmm. hanging out with other people who, who appreciate the outdoors, and then you listen in on a conversation, and next thing you know, you've got some new friends. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what's cool about the shirts, right, is like, it's, it's not just a good-looking design. It's like you resonate with the sort of image, you know, uh, and, and you can kind of like feel uh, connected with it in that way. Yeah, I think that, that was important for me when I started the perfect line. You know, they're all mountain bike trails, but there's no imagery of bikes or whatnot. So if you know the trail, you get the shirt. And when you're out and about and you see someone in the shirt, you're like a secret club. You just yeah. sort of give each other yeah. a nod and whatnot. And I think the Dundas shirts are playing a role in that, especially if you're downtown Hamilton outside of Dundas and you see someone in it, it's just like, Hey, we're both from Dundas next year. It's like, you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be overly literal or in your face. It's just like a quiet little nod to the things we love. That's awesome, yeah. Um, In terms of like where the brand, where you want to take the brand, I'm curious to hear this because obviously it's new, um, you know, you said six to eight months. Um, I'm just curious like where your head goes with what you want it to grow into. Yeah, it's interesting. I... I tend to take, while I might have ideas and visions, I tend to take a more organic approach to sort of put something out there, see how people react to it, and let that sort of guide what happens next. But the things I can definitely say I want to see happen in the next year, obviously there's a lot more outdoor spaces, trails, um, different sections of Dundas that I want to celebrate. You know, I've, got, I've done the Dundas Peak, I've done Coots Paradise, but there's a lot of trails like Spring Creek Trail that I want to do. Obviously, those ones are maybe more of a limited type thing. Um, it's anything that just says Dundas Valley tends to do a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I would still want to celebrate more of the outdoor spaces that we haven't touched on yet. And then I want to go beyond the t-shirt for the canvas. You know, come Christmas time, things like tea towels or coasters or whatnot. Um, but with that stuff, it's important to me that I find 
the right thing. I don't just want to find the cheapest thing I can find and slap a design on it. I want to find something that has a certain quality to it. Uh, you're wearing one of the t-shirts right now. Thank you for that. It's beautiful. But uh, like that feel when you put it on yeah. is important to me. It's not about finding the cheapest t-shirt. It's about finding the one that makes you want to grab it from your closet every morning because you love the design. Um, you, you love the feel. Um, it's, it's cool on a hot day. So any other product I bring into it, I want to make sure it has that same sort of emotional connection. Um, so yeah, I see some growth with the spaces that we celebrate and just the canvas that we use to put those designs and spread them and, and show our love for this town. Yeah. The one, go ahead. I was going to say the one thing that I've been interested to talk to you about is like, you know, what the transition was like from working full time to becoming a freelance uh, artist. Like, was that a gradual thing? And you know, how did you decide to take the leap and go full time freelance? Yeah, it's... um. It's interesting. Those those stories, you know, we like to tie them up in, in a little bow and be like, this is how I did it. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is the textbook, <laughs> step one. Um, but for me, it's just something you really think about a lot over time. And, and you know, 15 plus years wearing different uh, hats in the world of design. You work with a lot of different people for a lot of different people and you learn a lot about yourself. You know, what type of work do you love to do? Who do you love doing it for? And some of those moments, you know, you're, you're not happy to be in. Um, so for me, what I've learned is I want to do good work for good people. Um, because I've worn many hats, I want to be in a position where I can do many things. R running your own company, you get to do a bit of everything. It keeps it interesting. Um, and by going freelance, you know, I get to pick the people that I want to work with, such as you guys. We talked about values earlier. You know, when I, when I met Don at uh, Grippetto, you know, love for the outdoors, a love for storytelling, a love for values and sharing those values. Um, and you can see the passion. And those are the people that I want to work with. And when you work for someone else, you don't always get to pick who you work with. Um, so I think that was the important thing for me to figure out what makes me happy. For a while, I got stuck chasing the biggest paycheck or the job title. And one day I woke up and like, I'm further away from who I am and what I want to be. Um, and I can't keep pushing in that direction. Uh, at that time, I had the perfect line as this, I'll use the word side hustle. Um, you know, that's what fed the soul, but I want everything I do to feed the soul, not just a paycheck. Uh, so that's why I made the jump to go freelance. Did I have everything lined up to make sure it was a smooth transition financially and whatnot? <laughs> I didn't, but in terms of a smooth transaction for how I feel about it uh, and finding my happy place, yeah, like it was the perfect decision at that time. Um, and without taking that leap, you never know what the next thing is. And I didn't want to be that person who was, you know, all these ideas, all these great values, things I wanted to do and was afraid to do them. So I just had to take that leap. And, um, you know, taking that leap, you find out who, who, whose ears perk up and, and want to be part of that and why. And um, that's been very rewarding so far. And working with you guys <laughs> has been great. There's three of you, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it's sort of just finding what makes you happy and, and yeah. not just being happy with the status quo. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's interesting you kind of touched on the fact that, um, you know, um, instead of chasing a paycheck, chasing your passions, right? And I, I think when, when you chase your passion like that um, and you, you put yourself into something, you know, if you're flexible and you're going you're gonna to find a way, right? And, you know, we get into this, 
<clears throat> this whole scenario of chasing a paycheck and keeping up with the neighbors and whatever, um, and then you realize you're you're spending 50, 60, maybe only 40 hours a week, um, you know, doing something that doesn't bring you joy, right? And so, um, you know, diving diving in is, you know, I, I'm sure at this point you can say it's probably one of the smartest things you've ever done. Yeah, I think you know it's it's fast tracked me to where I eventually need to be. I guess if you could say, you know, you know Pat, life is a a journey; it never stops. You know, throw whatever motivational speech you want in there, but um, yet sometimes you have to leap through, and you, you can't go too slow, or else that that next part of your journey never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at the three of you, all three of you could be doing um, whatever you want in this industry, making good money for other people and having the easy route. But you, all three of you realize like, no, there's a certain vision we have for what, what is missing in this space or what it could be. And you came together and you know, maybe it's not the easiest route, but it's the one that's gonna get you to where you wanna be. It's the one that's going to give your customers what they need, not what they've always had. Um, so like that, that's what draws me to you guys. And I think what hopefully draws you guys to me is like, we're all looking to do better and bring happiness and joy to ourselves and the people around us. Yeah, for sure. Like as I was listening to you talk about like, you know, take making that transition, like I couldn't help but think about exactly what we're doing. It's so, it's so funny that like the parallels are, they're there, like we're in completely different spaces, but the journey is on the same kind of trajectory. And I think that it's just awesome to sit here and listen to you talk about it. And, you know, you being a little bit of ahead of the game than we are as we are sitting here waiting for our space to open, you know. I don't know. Um, you guys are go-getters. I don't think but, anything's going to get in your way. But it's interesting, too. It's just it's it's awesome to hear you say that. It's just like the more I talk to people, whether it be through this podcast or just in general, it's like it just reinforces the decision that is tough to make is actually the right decision. Like I think we're go- we are going down the right path. Um, so I appreciate like listening to you say that. Yeah, I think with that, everyone's waiting for the perfect time and the perfect moment, but there is no perfect time or moment. The only perfect time or moment is when you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wait for everything to be perfectly lined up, that's never going to happen. Life doesn't work that way. So mm-hmm. remove that barrier and see what's possible. Totally, yeah. You know what <clears throat> is cool too is like that sort of taking a leap and sort of uh, figuring it out as you go, I think has parallels to how you actually go through your like uh, brand development process, like just working with you a little bit. Um, you know, maybe you could speak a little bit about that, just like, you know, how you sort of start with something and you're not forcing it necessarily, you're kind of. Yeah, that, that's something I put a lot of thought in when I thought about going freelance or even now I still do. You know, how do you engage with people and what are you trying to do for them? And I realized that the clients that I've always liked working with are the ones who had a strong story to tell because they believed in something. There's a reason why they're doing it, not just for themselves, but for others, as opposed to having a business that makes money and then creating a story and making up a story that wraps that up for your marketing. Mm. Um, So now my approach is I always go back to the story and working with small businesses like there's three of you, but. A lot of my clients are businesses of one. So that business story is their story. And I'm working with someone who, who creates these beautiful works of art on, on wood by wood burning, various like rock climbing or, and mountain biking scenes into it. And when you ask what the story is, you know, I, I burn pictures onto wood. But then you know, that one-to-one conversation turns into more of a therapy session. And you really like, how did you get here? And you know... This person grew up in a household with physical, emotional abuse. 
so the outdoors were their escape. And as you start to go through that story, you understand why these moments are so important. They went into rock climbing. That was their friends, their community, and they shared the most important experience of their life with those people. And now what, they, what she wants to do is capture those so when you see it, all those emotions come through. And by doing that, you're not only just discovering your story and what's important to you and why you do it, you're being vulnerable to the people who would be attracted to you and your story. And you're pulling in the right audience, not just an audience with who's going to give you money, but the audience who, who loves your story, appreciates you, wants to see you do well. Um, and I think that's really important that you connect in that way. And then when you have that story and you're like, what do I do next? You sort of have a roadmap and a business strategy that lays out in front of you. Well, this is why I do what I do. What would that look like as a podcast? What would that look like as an online magazine? You know, and you get a real good sense when you have that story. Oh, this is exactly what I would do if I had a podcast or if I started to do writing. Um, so it just really helps not only figure out your story and how you connect, but your business strategy to get you to a place that is you and not someone who is not you. Um, so I just think it's, it's about realness, I guess, mm -hmm. and just figuring out how do you pull that out of someone. And it's not for everyone. Like some people just wanna, you know, I found a way I can make money and I'm gonna sell this thing, this widget to people. And that's fine. Um, but as we said earlier, like when I pick the people that I wanna work with, it's people who wanna do more for themselves, for their family and for the people they do it for. And they wanna connect. And just, I think something that's shown the value in that and that has made me more comfortable in that is as we go through these times in COVID and you look at the businesses and the support people who have made real connections, not just that had real good product, but made real connections, know you by name, you know, we'll talk to you outside of work. Those businesses are, for the most part, and I realize it's not 100% across the board, are doing really well because they've, they've extended their family, they've connected with people and people want to support them. And that's what community is about. So why wouldn't you want to be part of that? Yeah. You started to touch on something that I, the, <clears throat> excuse me, that I was interested in, and it's it's sort of like what your what your ideal customer is, you know, and you sort of I, I think I've gotten a sense of it, you know, in that people who are passionate and people who, um, you know, are are doing it for a bigger reason than just a paycheck, right? But I, I was wondering if you could expand on that. Yeah, I just think um, once again, it just goes back to if you're going to do work with this person for this person, you're going to spend time with them. You know, you want to be in a relationship where you just feel like your partners or, or friends. You know, it's not about a big song and dance. Go away for three weeks, come back with a presentation, present it. It's about integrating into each other's teams and workflows. Um, and just it's not about the work and the presentation. It's about the outcome and how best to get there. Um, and you can't do that when you're focused on different outcomes. If you're focused on telling a great story and you're focused just on getting money and you're just here for the ride, like <laughs> you, you never get to the place you need to be in that synergy. And so I think when it comes to the people that I work with, it's just people who get it, you know, even for you guys, when, when you say, you know, getting back, getting you back to what you love, that's just, there's some people are just gonna be like, yes, that's what I need. You don't have to over explain it. You don't have to pitch it to them. You don't have to do a song and dance. They're like, this is what I've been waiting for because you are telling my story, the story that I need to hear, and it happens to be your story too. Um, and I think when, when you do good work for the right people, for the right reasons, you don't have to sell as hard. You just live. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's harder than that. You can't just <laughs> exist. But uh, you just attract the right energies and the right people. Um, so... You know, I, if people don't get it, obviously you've always you're working with people who maybe aren't 100% of your ideal client. 
but there's got to be some sort of, um, you know, 60%, 70% of that client, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. You need to know what's right for you and try to get that. If you spend too much time working with people or for people that don't fit that, you're going to wake up in five years, 10 years, wondering how you got to where you are. And then it's a rebrand or it's a rethink of your business, mm -hmm. which is fair. That happens. Um, and we can work with clients who, who, who had that wake up like, well, like I need to take a step back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just people, I think people who share the same energy mm -hmm. and are doing things for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. And you have to do make money. I think in business, the fact that you have a business is inherent that you want to be profitable. Sure. So you don't have to go down that road with the conversation until maybe you get into like business strategy and product planning and whatnot. But right. um, right. you, you got to be buy into the, the idea that you have a story to tell. Right. And it's your story. You're not making it up because it sounds good. Right. Yeah. So, so passion, connection. Um, you know, you less, less care about the type of product that, that people are, um, asking you to brand and a little bit more about, you know, the story behind it and who the people themselves are, you know, from a yeah. care perspective. I think, you know, there's a lot of designers and I was that way when I was younger as well. It's like, it would be cool. Or yeah, this is your business. Yeah. I'll make it look good. Um, but I think when you have those conversations with people, I would be doing someone a disservice if I just took what they said and didn't try to get them to look inside and figure out really what they're trying to do. If I just say, yep, I can put slap a good logo on that and you go off and put it on a website or use that to sell your product, am I helping them as much as I can? Or am I doing them a disservice by taking their money and not helping them actually move their business forward? You know, I'm the wrong person to say this, but like logos, logos are not your business. Branding is not your logo. Like it's everything. It's it's Yes, it's how people perceive you, but it's what you put out into the world, that entire experience. Um, and if I don't sell it that way, I feel like I'm taking someone's money and doing them a disservice. Yeah, it's awesome to hear you say that because that was something I really wanted to touch on just in general since working with you is like you, you know, we had we had an idea, right, and a vision and values that we that we all, I think, withheld within ourselves. But like getting those out and putting them into like what our brand is going to be was something that I think you did such a good job with us of doing and, and like you're saying not just like oh i'm just going to give you a good logo which our logo looks dope but <laughs> what goes behind it is so much more and that's what i think i appreciate so much about it is like you know you pushed us to like dig a little bit deeper and try to figure out hey like what what is it that is your values like you say this but is it actually what you're portraying and then it was cool to like take those and then put them into like the visual representation of the brand that we have now. And now I'm like, I'm so glad that we did that because I feel so much more proud with like the logo itself. Like there's a meaning to that. And then like just listening to you, like the content that we put out and the, the way that our space is going to look like it's all purposeful and it all has meaning coming back to our values, our story, like what we want to portray. And that's just been something that I've really appreciated so much. Like from starting to work with you and I think it's going to allow our our business to be even more successful than we already planned on having it be so appreciate that yeah no I, I appreciate that I think you know when it comes time like designing a space or whatnot like we'll go back to the brand story you might develop the brand story in words but you share that story in many different ways and vi visual systems identities spaces that's all part of it you know the difference between a junior designer and a senior designer is why did you do that? Why did you make that blue? Because it looks good. You know, that's that's I did that back when I was younger. But once again, we go back to it's a business by default. All right. And everything you do has to do something to drive the business forward, whether it's telling the brand story, selling a service, selling a product, 
getting someone to their aha moment. So if you do, if you do everything without purpose, then you lose the unity. And it, from a business strategy standpoint, it doesn't actually drive you in the right direction. It may look cool, people may like it, um, but how does that all build to where you want to be in two years and three years and 10 years? Um, so I really appreciate that. And it's, it's something you learn as you do more work and you get older and you guys are very open to it. And I didn't create your brand story. You guys already had it. Mm -hmm. um, all I did was help you sort of rethink the way you, you share it and, and formalize the words and the image and images and whatnot. And um, you can't do that for people who are closed-minded and not open to it. So right. you guys were a pretty awesome client. <laughs> <laughs> It's really interesting you, you kind of referenced there, sort of asking those whys, asking those deeper questions, right? And, you know, I think that that translates into any business. That's how we, mm -hmm. you know, that's how we approach our assessments is really, you know, bef you know you've got a sore shoulder, you know, that sh sore shoulder probably isn't what really brought you here. You know, what, what is, what's the deeper reason, right? And so digging a little bit more and having people think about their why, why is that, why does this shoulder pain, knee pain, back pain, um, why has it brought them into our space here today, right? Um, and similarly, you know, how does that shape the plan? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. how we're going to, you know, build this out Yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting hearing it from yeah. different, different and spaces. And the evolution, too, of like you're saying, moving from like maybe back in the day it would have been like, oh, I'm just going to change this blue. Well, same thing for, for myself, like reflecting. And again, I haven't been in the space a whole whole lot. Like it's my two two years into like the profession, but... If I look at myself two years ago, I would have been like, yeah, do this exercise just because, right? Like, because oh, this will get you strong. But now, like, as we start to develop, it's like, okay, well, why are we doing that? What purpose does that have? You know, is this going to lead someone to their goal? Like, yeah, maybe it's an exercise that's going to get them stronger, but is it the most appropriate? So it's like, it's cool to hear you talk about that because I think there's a lot of parallels, again, to, like, how we would approach mm -hmm. how we deliver our service, you know? Yeah, I think it's important for people to know it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Everyone's essentially solving problems. And I, I hope they're identifying it as that, you know, because whether it's a problem that one of your customers, clients have, a problem that you have, it's problem solving. And, you know, I my nine to five, you know, is big into user experience design. And there's all sorts of the entire industry is built around problem solving and figuring out what is that actual problem that you need to solve. And there's exercises like the five whys, you know. You ask someone a question, they answer, why? Mm. And you sort of go through that until you can't answer why anymore. And then that's your starting point. But if you only stay on the surface at that first question, you're, you're doing them a disservice because you may get them out the door feeling better, but uh, do they have the flexibility to do what they need to do? Do they have the stamina to do what they need to do? Do they understand what pain means? You know, Are they fearful of it? Or do they realize it's just their body talking to them and it's not necessarily that they're hurt? Um, you know, just to move it outside of what both of us do, you look at the political spectrum and all these conversations that happen on social media. If everyone just took a step back and was like, what are we really trying to solve here? You know, where would we be as a society? And I don't want to go into that, but like it's, it's a skill that everyone could use in their life to just figure out how do we have conversations and get to the root of something. Make sure we're having the right conversation. There's three words I always use. It's clarity, alignment, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. All right, there's two words I usually use. <laughs> I love it. what happens when you're live, folks. Yeah. Uh, but clarity and alignment. Like, there's no point debating or having argument or discussion until you have the clarity and alignment on what you're talking about, you know? Right. Even words. Like, you guys have certain words when you talk to each other that I may not understand as someone who's just a client. You want to make sure that I've got clarity in what you're saying 
So you refocus how you speak so that I understand. And we don't do that in our everyday lives, but mm-hmm. we could. I mm-hmm. think it would really help. Yeah, that's um, a great point. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't go down the political <laughs> No, political we're route. not doing that here. <laughs> this is Move Local. <laughs> um, yeah, on that note, so what we're going to do is we're going to fire a couple of rapid-fire questions oh. at you, okay? So yeah, don't worry. Sure. It's, it's not very... It's not, is this like talk fast or just like, yeah, can no, I think no, about no, this? Just, you can think, don't All worry. Right. <laughs> but not too long. Um, so favorite um, Hamilton or Dundas restaurant? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with Hamilton, and it's the mule. Uh, my wife, Tara, she's gluten-free. The mule is a taco joint. Um, and they are gluten-free, although they don't, uh, they don't celebrate that. Um, you know, if you say we're a gluten-free restaurant, you uh, close yourself off from other sure. uh, people who may be turned off by that, which is also like brand strategy, business strategy. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, their food is amazing. And the fact that it's gluten-free, I love the decor. You know, it's, it's my vibes. I, I love that place. Every, every design detail. Um, I actually, sorry, this isn't a quick answer. I actually went to a user experience conference where one of the owners of the Mule and other restaurants spoke about how they designed their restaurants for creating conversations from table to table and stuff like that. So I love that every detail has been thought of with their brand and execution. It is great space. I love yeah. that place. Have you guys been yet? Okay. I have. I've yeah, been, I went there in been. the uh, summer one time actually, and uh, they have like an alleyway right in the side. And they were like, you know, you could sit in the side. <laughs> and we're like, okay. So me and my fiance go in and we were basically sweating buckets the entire time. But the food was great. So <laughs> even they have a great DJ that comes on on, on the weekends too. It's good. It's good vibes. Goes from from food to sort of like a bit of a bit of a lively. Don't get his dancing shoes. On. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at Dalton sitting in the middle. I'm like you got so many I, new experiences. I know. To I'm, come. I'm excited. I am excited. I got people who can guide me to the right places so that's nice. good all right i'll be quicker with the next um, one <laughs> favorite trail in hamilton dundas area i'm so this is based on an entire life of experience south shore trail uh in coots paradise churchill park it uh it's closed down now but it was essentially like a roller coaster of a trail that lined the water from princess point all the way to coots paradise and dundas and that's where i spent every day of my summer on my bmx bike as a kid, so the nostalgia is yeah. just going to win out with that answer every time. That's awesome. Um, favorite coffee spot? You're killing me. Um, <laughs> I, I am a mocha person um, versus a coffee person. I realize I'm sitting in front of the wrong three people to say that. <laughs> uh, but it's domestic here in town. Um, you know, Chris is someone who we met through our Toronto circles in the cycling industry. And when we first moved to Dundas, uh, our first stop was domestic. Uh, to say hi to him and you know a majority of the success I have today with Dundas Valley Trail Co is by Chris supporting me from day one making sure people were there uh, he knows a lot of people in Dundas he knows how to sell um, and he knows a lot about coffee and he has no problems putting uh, if you love coffee uh, plug your ears he has no problem putting chocolate milk in my Americano for me <laughs> um, all right everyone listening to this you should see the faces I'm getting right now <laughs> That's I'm amazing. being judged right oh, now, that's so good. but uh, that's how I'm known for. So anyone working for him now is like, oh yeah, chocolate milk and you coffee. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's, so that's my new mocha, so I have less sugar than a traditional. Hey, mocha. this is judgment free zone. Well, what's the quote? Oh, all coffee is good coffee. Some coffee is great coffee. <laughs> I'm go with that. There's a few things in life like that. There is no bad coffee or no bad, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. 
Um, the last thing I wanted to wrap up with, and this is something that I'm, I'm going to maybe start doing and asking each of our guests. I'm interested just to hear what people say is like when you, when you think of move local, like what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a few different things that, um, flow into my head. You know, I, I can go with where I assume you guys are going, but I think it's like, you know, that sense of community and, and the immediate surrounding area around you and, and how you sort of flow within on your day to day life. Um, but then there's also the getting from point A to point B, the training side of things and um, helping everyone around you sort of step up, you know, bringing everyone along for the journey. Um, so I realize that's not a specific answer, but no, there's uh, just, just a lot of different going. things that come in. I yeah. think, you know, just by knowing you guys, you know, no, no one's competition here. Like we're all moving forward together and we're all bringing each other along for the ride. That's what I love about Dundas. Um, and I think from a philosophical standpoint, I think that's what move local means to me. Like we're all trying to yeah. move forward. Um, we're not going to leave anyone behind. We're not in competition with anyone. If there's someone who's in the same space as us, there are peers and we're going to work together to sort of get to where we need to be or yeah. want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause. That's awesome. No, that, that's great. And you know what, for the very first interview um, and hearing that answer, like that's amazing. Like that sums up very well what we're trying to portray with with the podcast and and what we're trying to bring to the community so yeah that's awesome um where can people find more about you um if they want to find you yeah for sure if if you're local and you're interested in some dundas valley trail co gear um it's dundasvalleytrailco.com online or dundas or at dundas dundas valley trail co on instagram uh the perfect line we talked about it's a little bit more like a secret club uh, it's theperfectline.com. No vowels in perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the branding See, on that. Sometimes I don't go for SEO. You know, it's, there's more than just conversion. You know, it's about the story you tell. Um, and then the same thing on Instagram. And then uh, in the next little while, there'll be a few other places uh, awesome. where you can find me. There's some new stuff in the works. Um, trying to figure out, you know, what this freelance thing falls under. Um, but I don't want to commit to anything on this uh, interview. That's fair. <laughs> Keep it a secret. Well, all, all the listeners will be waiting. Yeah. We look forward Pod to uh, seeing what that what that has yeah. to bring. Yeah. Maybe podcast episode 98 or something. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk cool. about that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Rich, thanks for coming on. I just want to take a second again to, to thank you for what you've done for us um, with our brand. Um, we're excited to continue to work with you watch you grow and and it's awesome to be connected with people that not only like want to see us do well but also challenge us to continue to be better and and, and develop and try to be the best we can so thank you very much for that yeah, no i appreciate it thanks a lot for the opportunity and for letting me be guest number one on episode two yes this, this is pretty awesome awesome all right Rich, we'll talk soon cheers